Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Thanks for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective podcast, Larissa here. Now, do you ever feel like you've got like huge dreams to grow, but maybe you've hit a plateau and you can never seem to get past a certain point in your business, uh, no matter how hard you try? Well, maybe you might not realize that is you could be getting in your own way. Your salon CEO mindset could be the one thing that is stopping you from achieving your dreams uh, of salon success and breaking through that plateau. Now, before I tell you about today's guest, I want to let you know that right now I'm looking for five salon owners who want to scale up their salon business over the next 45 days. Now, if you're looking to grow your salon to the next level, then listen up. I help salon owners grow their salon, but without overwhelm or overworking. Build your team, attract dream clients, and step into your role as salon CEO. So right now, I'm looking for the right salon and spa owners who want to grow their business fast. I'm looking for a certain type of salon owner. So let me tell you through the, take you through the qualifications. If you're a salon or spa owner looking to make a huge leap forward, break through your plateau, you have a team of four, maybe seven, or maybe more, you're already smashing a minimum of six to $8,000 a week, somewhere in there, maybe more already. And you're more than ready to step up into becoming a real CEO of your business rather than just clawing back from these challenging times into just another life of average. Uh, but of course, I want you to be willing to be open, to be coachable, and to put the right strategic systems into your business so you can take massive action. Now, in the next 45 days, uh, in 45 days from now, things could be completely different. And a year from now, life and business could be better than you ever imagined. Now, if you want to see if you qualify, DM me. It's the best place to find me, or I'm going to leave a link for you in the episode notes. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, make sure that you qualify. We'll go from there. All right. In this episode, I'm joined by Amira. Now, Amira is the founder of The Unstoppable Woman, and she helps business owners just like you adjust their mindset so they can stop getting in their own way. It's a good episode, great conversation. I can't wait for you to meet her. Let's dive in and meet Amira. Amira, thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Pleased to have you here. I am so happy to be here. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, we finally made it. It's been a while for us to actually connect, so I'm very pleased. So why don't we start with, uh, well, who are you? Where are you in the world and what do you do? Okay, I will introduce myself. So my name is Amira Alvarez. I am a success mentor. I help women who are building their own businesses, entrepreneurs, empire builders, creatives, artists, really move past their self-sabotaging behavior, their limitations, and scale quickly and, and bust through their blocks and quantum leap. And I, I fundamentally am someone who helps people recognize 
the programming that's keeping them playing small. And my story is, and I think a lot of people will relate to this, like you're playing by the rules, you're working hard, you're putting in the hours, you're diligent, you're a good person, you, you study, you've got good grades, you're trying to do the things that society has told you are going to get you success, are going to help you get ahead. And I did okay for myself. You know, I wasn't, um, I wasn't totally financially struggling, but I was emotionally struggling and I was physically struggling because I was working 12, 14, 15 hour days, classic entrepreneur, just throw everything at it. Um, I didn't know, and I'm sure you're, you're very familiar with your audience with this. Like, I didn't know what was going to move the needle. So I just tried everything. I was just throwing spaghetti at the wall, seeing what was going to stick. And at, at one point, I had this big wake up moment where I was, it was like the end of a 14 hour day. I was sitting on the floor of my office. I was leaning up against the couch. I had my laptop on my lap. I was still wearing the clothes that I had slept in and they weren't the sexy little like negligee. <laughs> they were dog covered sweats, ratty holes, all of the, the, the whole business. I hadn't showered and I hadn't brushed my teeth. It was not a client day. And, <laughs> and it was like 7, 8 PM at night. And my husband was going upstairs and like, Hey baby, you coming down for dinner? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll be right down. I was trying to get one more thing done. Like I was on that little hamster wheel of like, if I can just get the next thing done, I can breathe, right? I can, I, I can like congratulate myself. And every day was like this. And I realized as another 45 minutes goes by and he starts dinner and I'm like, okay, this is unsustainable. Mm -hmm. And I looked around and I was like, what do successful people do? Because I'm clearly in the struggle. I'm clearly not getting something like I'm doing the work and I'm getting some level of success, but I can't double my work hours to double my income. And that year I studied success. I hired a mentor. I did the study on my own. I went deep into it and I changed my mindset. I changed how I thought about what I needed to do. I, I didn't really change what I did that much to be honest. I, thought differently. Mm -hmm. I changed my level of awareness. I changed the set point of my thinking. And I went from making 138 to 700K in one year. And I was like, oh, just <laughs> right, right? Like, like, holy smokes. And I had a goal, a bigger goal than that, Larissa. Like I had a goal of $1 million. I didn't make it. But I later learned, I, I back engineered what it took to make these big leaps because I've kept going. And it, part of the, the secret or the, the methodology is not being afraid of going big. And, and you do want to ultimately get to a place where you're hitting your goals, but going big and stretching yourself. Because if I had said, oh, I just want to do a little bit more this year, I would have just done a little bit. And that's where my mind would have been set at. So anyways, that's my story. I've then back engineered how it all happened, figured it out so that I can teach it to other people. And I've been doing that ever since with great success for my clients. They, they, they regularly double, triple, quadruple, 
quantum leap their incomes and and quite frankly their lives move to places they want to live and have relationships that they want to live because it's it's also about personal freedom and having an amazing life so that's my story I love that and that's exactly why I wanted to talk to you right here on the podcast because I think you know this this is exactly the block that I see that blocks most people uh, to having the success in their business or making the right steps, the right strategic steps in their business. Um, there's always something that blocks them and it's not, well, it often it fronts as not enough time or not enough uh, money behind them or there's sort of tactical reasons. But I think deeper down, it's actually what's going on inside of our head. And I really want to unpack this a little bit because we need to move past it if we want, like you say, any, any amount of success that doesn't mean 15 hours a day grinding until we're half dead on our feet and have no more energy left. And quite frankly, some of us give up, you know, and say, this is not for me. I can't work this hard. So um, I don't want that story for uh, my audience. So <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's unpack some of these things that you learned. Let's um, dig into it. What are some of the things that we really need to be mindful of to make sure that we're not self-sabotaging and that we can actually step into quantum success? Absolutely. So this is a little bit different than what we talked about ahead of time, but I think it's really important for people to understand that they have a self-image that was built when they were very, very young, childhood. Mm -hmm. And it was built in the environment that they grew up in, in their family dynamics, um, based on what their parents thought, what their, their relationships were with their siblings. And, and they learned how the world worked and who they were very young. Now, this is not new to people. People understand this as a concept. And yet what I think is missing for people is that that self-image, that idea of who you are, is still running the show, even though consciously you think you understand the business plan or you, like when you share with your clients, okay, here's how to do it. This, these are the five steps you need to take or whatever you, you guide them in, right? And it's not complicated. Like it's a very, it's like you do this and then business is not complicated. You do this, you do this, you do this. And then all the noise starts coming in <laughs> and you have to clean out your cupboard and the kids need something and your parents demand something and your, your partner needs something and you get sick and all, all this like noise starts happening. And it's not a coincidence. We, the, the universe doesn't work by coincidence. It's not a random universe. It works by law. And what is happening is that your self-image inside is saying, you don't deserve to have what this will, if, if you execute on this plan, what this will give you. Or it thinks if you execute on this plan, it's not safe. You're going to somehow be in danger. And there's you know, high level stuff, fear of success, fear of failure, but it comes down to losing love and safety and belonging and, and, and deep seated things that we're not even conscious of believing because our conscious mind knows better. Okay. Consciously we're talking, we talk a good game. We know, we know. Okay. But subconsciously we have a very well-defined 
self-image and belief system that is running the show. It's our programming. And it mm. will find the most reasonable thing that you will agree with to get you to stop. So if you stop when you're tired, when you're exhausted, that's reasonable. Because of course you need to sleep and it's not okay to grind it out. And right, like, and, and there's truth to that, okay? But what if you start getting exhausted every day at three, right? Mm. Or what if you wake up exhausted, right? Or, right, like, and, and anyways, that's just one example of it. Or if you get sick, you stop. That's a big one for people. And it looks reasonable, right? Like any reasonable person would say, if you get sick, take a rest, take care of yourself. But if that is your pattern for stopping, and you have to get really clear about that, then you have to figure out how you're gonna move through it and become unstoppable. So my company's called The Unstoppable Woman because you need to figure out how to move through these places that seem, like your subconscious is not gonna get you to agree with stopping with anything that you don't agree with, okay? Like if you don't believe that, um, Social justice is a reason to stop, okay? You won't take your eye off of the ball, okay? You'll pay a limited amount of attention, you'll do what you need to do, but you'll still move forward. But if you think that, let, let's think about what this might mean. You can't um, succeed unless everyone succeeds, right? I'm just, pulling that out, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, then you'll stop, okay? You'll, you'll, you'll agree with that as a reason. And I'm not saying social justice isn't important, it is. But, but we find reasons that we agree with to stop doing what we need to do in our business to grow. So we're looking for repeating patterns that are constantly stopping us. If it's showing up on a regular basis, then this is something to say, okay, hang on, there's a clue here. This, this is showing itself every time and blocking me from the next step, then we have to deal with that. Absolutely. So one of the things that I coach people on is look at your results. That this is how you're actually gonna break free of that little cycle that you're, you're in the forest for the trees on, right? Like, what, are you, what is the actual result you're getting? Is, has your income remained the same? despite how hard you're working, okay? Well, then, then there's, there is something that you're believing that is keeping you from going forward because it's an orderly universe. The business strategies that you teach work, okay? We know that they work. So if you're not applying them, if you're, and you're not getting the results, there is something. It's, it doesn't mean, I want to be very clear, I'm not shaming or, or blaming or guilting anyone, okay? It's not like you're wrong and you're, you're deficient or, or somehow um, broken. It means, it's actually quite freeing. It's like, then you can see, oh, there's actually something that is causing me to have a, a, a stop, and it's called a blind spot for obvious reasons, because you can't see it for yourself. But what you can see are your results. And in the business framework, we're looking at results of like, are you making the, do you have the number of clients that you want? Are you making the number, your, your monthly number, your annual number? Are you growing? Um, do you have a great team? Or are you constantly 
going, you know, moving through people and having um, uh, communication yeah. and relationship challenges, right? A, a, a typical one would be I, I constantly get my business to a certain size and then it comes back and I can't get past the number of team members or um, and you can't grow beyond that and so you can't you're stuck there's a ceiling yeah, yeah. so that has to do with a, a, a blind spot about like what is acceptable for that person okay for sure and there's there's a lot to unpack and it's very individual but it's fascinating. It's fascinating. For sure. Sales as well, Larissa. Mm. So, you know, there's, there's often a feast and famine cycle with sales. Have you noticed that with your clients? Like they'll have a great month and then they'll have a low month and they'll have a great month and they'll have a low month. And what's happening there is that they have a target, a self image that says, this is how good it can get. This is who I am. This is what's acceptable for me. And, but their goal is, you can't see, but I'm raising my hand high. Their goal is way up here, okay? So they start going way up here. They're like charting a course, it's going great. All of a sudden their subconscious goes, whoa, 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 that's not who you are. And brings them back down. And it doesn't look like, um, you know, it, it will look like, I had to work on that marketing initiative and I couldn't make sales calls or I had to, it will look very, um, it, it won't look like a rational reason why you should crash down. Okay. And then you'll go really low and then your subconscious will be like, whoa, 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 whoa. that doesn't add up either. So you'll start <laughs> making sales again. And so you, you play out this feast or famine cycle and it's fascinating. Sure. Okay, so what's some of the things that we can do to make sure that we, well, I guess, tune into the blind spot uh, and be mindful of, um, yeah, that, that, that we need to find the blind spot, but what else do we need to do to be mindful of this? How yeah, else does it show up? Yeah, I think there's some tactical things that you need to do in terms of managing your mindset that are really just like, even if you're not going deep into the the underbelly of like, what is the double bind and what is the blind spot? Like, what are these little tactical things to do? So one was look at your results. That will keep you honest. Okay. Mm. That will be like, it's like a little litmus test. So whatever your goal is, keep looking at the results around that. Okay. So that in, that in itself is like, if you're uh, not looking at your results and hiding from your results, that's, that's something in itself, right? Absolutely. I often uh, use the hashtag, make love to the numbers, right? Like I'm really into helping my clients track, like have metrics, track what they're doing. And they'll need to track different things depending on what business they're in, right? And I'm sure you give your clients like, like what they need to be tracking in, in, in the salon business, right? And, and you need to look at that. And so one of the things that you're seeing is that you're never looking at your numbers or you don't put it on your calendar. Like, oh, I didn't do it. Well, why didn't you do it? Was it on your calendar? You know, I can tell you that like the adage, okay, it's an old saying, I can tell you what you believe in by looking at your calendar and your checkbook. Now we don't have checkbooks anymore, really. But, but <laughs> figuratively. Like, <laughs> yeah, figuratively. Like, how do you spend your time and how do you spend your money? And what are you choosing? Because it's, it, it's choice. What are you choosing to put on your calendar? And what are you choosing to 
expend your money on. And, mm -hmm. and so often people will um, say they can't afford uh, something that's going to help them fundamentally grow their business or grow their life. And then they'll go on vacation or they'll buy something else, which is, we're all, we all have choice about how we spend our money. Okay. Yep. So it's not like going on vacation is bad or buying a new pair of shoes is bad or, or getting a new pillowcase is bad or whatever you're spending your money on, but it is a choice. And you have to look at that. That's a result that you have to look at. And that's telling you what you believe is most important. And it's telling you that you don't believe investing in yourself is important. Isn't that yeah, it, Yeah, very interesting. And I think very, very true. And uh, even the connection between investing in yourself and the results of your business and actually having the connection between that or investing in your business and as a result, investing in yourself. Um, because they, they are completely connected. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So for me, I had to do a lot of work on self-worth. Okay. I had a strong personality, an outgoing personality. If you looked at me five or six years ago, there was a smiley face on my face. Okay. That wasn't like I was um, walking with my head down, but inside, I had low self-worth. I didn't think I was worth spending money on. And that was a big effing deal for me. And I had to, first, I invested in my business. I invested in mentorship, learning at the highest, highest level. Because at, at that point, I was like, I'm going all in. And I had to get leverage over my, but when I started, I, it started small and I, I built up to that, to, to be honest. But when I had my big breakthrough, it was at, at a very high level. And when I did that, I also then had to invest in other things. I was not getting my nails done. I was not getting my hair done. I wasn't paying someone to uh, color my hair. Like, this is your world, right? You know, and, and I had to slowly, like, it was terrifying for me, Marissa, to spend $45 to get my nails done. It wasn't that I didn't have the money. It was that I didn't, I thought it was frivolous because I grew up in a family that thought it was okay to spend money on travel and education, pretty much, okay? And if you spent it on anything else, then that was frivolous and, you know, you were lesser than or whatever. There's some negative consequence. And yet I wanted to be beautiful. I wanted to look good. I wanted to feel good about myself. And so I slowly had to invest I was looking at the results. I was looking at the pictures, right? And I didn't look like a million dollar business owner, okay? And so I was like, well, what does a million dollar business owner do? Well, she actually takes care of herself. So I had to start doing that before I was ready. And this is a little adage that I, I wanna share. So we've talked about looking at your results, okay? And then you need to make decisions from where you wanna be, not from where you are right now. Mm. people have this backwards. I had this backwards. I had this backwards until I was 40 something. Okay. Like I was like, I thought like I could only do things after I had become that person. Mm -hmm. Right. That's mm -hmm. not how it works. You become that person by doing those things. So I had to get my nails done. I had to get my hair done. I had to start shopping at Neiman Marcus. That was terrifying. I thought they were going to judge me. Turns out they bring <laughs> 
bring you water and they treat you really nicely, okay? And um, I started flying first class and like even before I was writing, I remember the first trip I took in the first class cabin, I was like, everyone's looking at me. I know everyone's looking at me. I know, like, I don't fit in here. This is terrifying, <laughs> right? And, and, but I had to do it anyway. And I, I, I didn't have the money in theory to do that, but I did it anyway. And I, I grew to that level. I, it, it was causative. It caused me to grow into more. Yeah. Does that make sense? Do you know, 100%, because otherwise we're waiting for outside influences to make us, uh, let's take the million dollar business owner, it's a, it's a good sort of uh, easy one, rather than what you're saying is you need to become it first and then it will um, come about in, in the physical world, I guess. So you need to be that person first. Like who is the person, that's actually what often gets me out of, out of bed in the morning. It's like what would... Uh, the person that owns the future business, what would they do if they had that business and be that now? Yeah. And that gets me out of bed because I love being in my bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. it's a you lovely, bed. cozy place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You have to. So here's the thing that I, I want to be very clear about because I don't want it to be magic sprinkles, right? I don't want it to be airy fairy love attraction, which I love. I teach but it can be really misinterpreted and it can be like uh universal law spiritual bypassing like guess what yeah. there's work okay that, that I, I cannot emphasize that enough you have to to make the decision from where you want to be be that person but but to be that person you actually have to take different action which mm. means you're going to be a little stressed out that you just bought the first class tickets and now what you actually have to do the thing that's going to cause the money to come in to pay for the lifestyle that you've just grown into it's not i buy the first class tickets i stare at my belly button and the money comes in it just doesn't happen that's that right. okay okay yeah. I, I love you but that's not how it happens neither does it have to be a grind like you do have to work with receiving and letting and allowing there's a balance and an art to it but you can't just buy the thing and think that that's enough to cause you to have a brilliant business otherwise there, there wouldn't be such a thing as like shopaholism or whatever right <laughs> yeah it's almost like putting yourself a little bit of pressure on yourself to have to do the work so you do it because we do things under pressure right when there's a deadline Urgency. I want to talk. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, th I think it's it's good because if there's too much leniency, we can relax a little. I want to talk a little bit about um, protecting one's mindset from the environment. We talked a little bit around uh, about that just before, and I think it's it's really important uh, topic to be mindful of because I do see it as a as a big block to um, taking the steps to growth, protecting yourself if you will. Talk to me about that a little bit. Absolutely. So this is a big one. We have the ability to manage our mind, but we are not taught how to do that. At least I was never taught how to do that. And everything from the outside world is coming in. 
Now our conscious mind has the ability to accept or reject anything from the outside world. Now we, we take things in from the outside world through our senses, our, our sight, our smell, our touch, our taste, our hearing, okay? And so what are you hearing? What are you seeing? What are you tasting? Probably not that awful, but you know, for, for your mindset, unless it's a bunch of sugar and it's causing you to go downhill, okay? But, but there's stuff coming in and you have the ability to say no to it or to say yes to it, okay? And you have the ability to choose what you think about what's coming in as well. So one thing that you can do is it can be a very um, conscious choice about what you let into your environment. And you can be very clear about this. If you're, if you're stressed out in this current environment of COVID, economic turmoil, social injustice, there's lots of stuff happening right now that's very, very intense. And what, are you, what is your uh, practice gonna be, your protocol gonna be? Can you get more conscious about that? If you wanna pay attention to the news, are you gonna choose what news programs you're gonna watch, which ones, at what time, how often? If you are getting triggered by social media and what you're seeing on your feed, do you need to limit that? Do you need to turn it off? Do you need to take people off your social media feed that are like spouting stuff that are, is getting you in turmoil? Um, make some conscious choices around that. Are there people in your environment that are always like hyping the negativity or, you know, on the extreme are very negative. They're always complaining all the time. They're, they're doom and glooming, whatever that is. How are you going to decisively, meaning by making a choice, limit your exposure to them or eliminate your exposure to them? Because it is your responsibility. You cannot blame the other person. You are 100% personally responsible for this and you have to choose. So one of the things that comes up for people, and this goes back to one of the things we talked about in the beginning around the subconscious programming is you might have a belief that says, I have to be loyal to people. Like your best friend might be someone you've grown up with for the last 20, 30 years, but you've outgrown her you have become someone who thinks at a different level of awareness and she's still or he's still complaining um, in victim mode, not taking care of themselves, um, blaming other people, and you're tired of hearing it, right? Because it's bringing you down and nothing you say can really help it. Well, now it's up to you to figure out, are, are you gonna limit your exposure? Do you deflect the conversation? That is a big one. Very helpful. Pay attention. Oh, what? Look over there. Squirrel, right? It came. <laughs> <For topic>. sure. <laughs> um, or do you need to actually um, sever that relationship? And that's a hard thing to do, but it's, it's sometimes the right thing to do. Yeah. 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 I think it's a really important conversation. And I love that you brought up the example, actually, of loyalty, because loyalty is a big uh, um, 
factor in the hair and beauty industry because it's based on relationships and we want our clients to be loyal to us and so we have the sense of lo loyalty back to them same with the team um, and I think by the type of industry we are we attract people that are very relationship driven and loyalty driven and it becomes it can become a block and a roadblock to the next step of success and we get stuck in the cycle of of not being able to sever these ties or these relationships that we outgrow and really to get to the level of success that we want we have to constantly be severing old relationships and taking on new ones uh, to travel down the journey of towards success right so we have to get good at it but it's hard because it's hard re heart wrenching to say goodbye to people you don't have to say goodbye literally <laughs> figuratively <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> goodbye we're not friends now no I don't mean that <laughs> i think that there's a really powerful powerful place that people can grow into and i'd like to hold that up as a carrot where you can have very clear communication that is honoring and respectful like the thing that I think is challenging for people is that they believe that they have to make the other person wrong in mm. order to sever the tie. And you can just say, this is where, this is the, the level of work that I'm looking for. This is what our standards are. Would you like to rise to those standards? Do this? Yes? No? Great that you do. Okay, this is what it looks like. And if you don't, that's perfectly fine. I totally understand, right? And, and there's a, a thousand and one different versions of that, but it, it doesn't have to be a negation of the other person. And, and most people haven't been taught that. I wasn't taught that, mm. you know? Mm. I thought if I didn't like someone else's, uh, the results that I was getting in my relationships, that either I was wrong or they were wrong. What if it was just that we needed to be clearer or we had to have clearer communication or what I wanted wasn't what they wanted and that's fine and that's okay. And you don't have to make the other person wrong. I think that really helps with the loyalty piece. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or even a, 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 the other one is assumption. Assuming that the other people don't want what, where you're going, don't want to be part of it, don't want to join you, don't want to you know, come along for the ride. And so we don't invite people. In fact, most people want to want to come along for the ride, whether that's you up leveling or doing something different, changing the way the business structure is. Um, we just need to simply invite people. And like you say, if, the, if it's not for them, that's okay too. It's not about you. Yeah, absolutely. So often it's about saying, here's what I have, inviting them, you know, and, and seeing and having a clear conversation, I was just talking to a client about this with her bookkeeper. And, and like, does she, did she actually communicate what, what, she what, what she wanted and what's required and where we're going and the new place, the new trajectory? And does she want to come along for the ride, right? Because here's my hand, I'll take you with me, right? But yeah. if not, it's okay too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the bit to let go of, isn't it? That if it's not, that's okay. And it's not a reflection of you and don't need to take it personally. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, you're a business owner yourself. Uh, yeah. And so what is a, a quote or a mantra or something that keeps you focused or driven 
that, uh, that you can share with us? The, the one I like the most is from my mentors, mentors, mentors. So it's been oh, past <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a huge lineage. And his name was Leland Vandervall. It's a mouthful. Um, and the quote is, and I'm paraphrasing here, that the level of growth, i.e. success, that a person can achieve is in direct proportion to the level of truth that they can accept about themselves. Wow. And every day, every day I'm like, okay, what's the truth here? And it's an ouch. It's, it's not like now I've gotten really good at it. But in the beginning, when I was going through this process, I was like, no, that's not me. I'm not doing that. That's not what it's about. I'm like, actually, if I'm truthful, I am like going back to this loyalty conversation. I, I am caught up in a right wrong um, dynamic, or I am caught up in, um, you know, he said, she said, or whatever, right? Like, actually, that is what I'm doing. And I'm 100% personally responsible for my results. So what's the truth that I'm going to see here? Because I want to see the truth. When I see the truth, I can make a different decision. I can grow, I can become more. And the faster you do that, the faster you'll have massive success. Great. All right. What about um, a book, uh, a podcast or something, some sort of resource that you've read that salon owners must get their hands on? Okay. Can I give you two? Please. Okay. So I have a, a library of favorite books, but I'm going to, the classic one is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon mm -hmm. Hill. And I actually teach that. We have a mindset club around that. That's a resource that people can find. Um, and if you like what you're listening to and what I'm saying, it's resonating with you. Our podcast, the Unstoppable Woman podcast, you know, I'm going to raise my hand and say it's fabulous and go listen. That's a great resource. And then another great book is Working with the Law by Raymond Hollywell. And it's my all-time favorite book by my bedside. I read that and think and grow rich um, every single day. Great. I'm going to link those up in the show notes so you can get your hands on them. Well, look, Amira, thank you so much. I've appreciated this conversation. And I know that it has, it has and it will resonate with so many people. So I really do appreciate your time. Fourth time lucky. We got there. <laughs> it's excellent. Now, please share with us, where can we find you, Stalk you? Where can we find your podcast and all of the things? Give us your dub dub and your socials. Yes. Okay. So the website is the, the Unstoppable Woman. So there's a the there, theunstoppablewoman.com. And if you go to theunstoppablewoman.com slash listen, you'll get to the podcast. And if you go to theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff, you'll get a ton of resources. We, we, give a ton so if you just want to absorb all of this stuff please um take take action and go go get that stuff um and then social media i'm active on facebook i'm active on instagram instagram it's the unstoppable woman uh linkedin it's under me amira alvarez um and on facebook it's both so there you go Great. I will also uh, link those up just in case you're driving or walking and you can't write those down. You will find the links on the show notes of this page. All right. Appreciate you. Um, it's been great.
so much fun. Thanks for having me. Bye. Ciao for now. Hey, thanks so much, Amira. I really do appreciate you joining me, spending your time with us on the episode. It was definitely a good one. Some great takeaways. Now, remember, salon owners, I help, make, I help salon owners make more money while working less and feeling less stressed. So I want to share with you uh, a story about Sky, who I work with. Now, she currently has a baby who is eight weeks old. Now in the last six weeks, she has smashed her sales, increased her sales by $5,000 a week, six weeks in a row, while at home with a brand new baby. That's no easy feat. Now she's not at the salon. She's at home with her brand new baby. Or like Hannah, who was completely overwhelmed and stressed, but now works 22 hours a week in her salon, earns a bucket load, just got a cleaner and is about to get a VA in her business. And she said to me, but then Larissa, I'll have nothing to do. But I have to tell you, this is absolutely not true. Imagine what you can do and can get done when you have the space to do all of those great ideas that you've been storing up to change uh, and build your business. Because if you're like me, it's not about having a shortage of ideas. It's about a shortage of having time to do them. So, uh, or maybe like Mari, who went from working fully on the floor five days, now works three days on the floor. And over the last nine months, she's removed herself from the daily operations, works on the long-term systems and processes going to build her up for fast success, upskilled her manager, increased her monthly sales by $11,000 per month and growing profit of up, Profit is up, of course. Now, what I want to say is it's not about the hours that you put in. It's not about working hard. It's about working smart. And it's about what you put your focus into. So remember, over the next month, I have space to work with five more salon owners who want to work less whilst increasing their income. They're not necessarily working less to go and sit on a beach in Fiji, although I always want to do that as well, <laughs> but to work on the right things and build a business that can grow fast without compromising your own sanity. Because hey, you have one life and that's actually what it is all about. So if you're interested, you want to chat, uh, DM, me, DM me, let's chat. I'll put the link uh, to book a chat with me in the notes of this podcast, www.saloonownerscollective.com/episodes is where you will find it. Make sure you join me in my Facebook group, Profitable and Successful Salon Owners Facebook group. Of course, it's on Facebook. <laughs> hey, note, we have had a name change. Uh, so it is the Profitable and Successful Salon Owners Facebook group. I'll also put the link to that in the show notes. I would love to see you there. We have lots of good chats and conversations, lots to learn. Otherwise, until next week, I will see you again. Actually, I won't see you, but you will hear me on the podcast next week. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.